This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today, as always, is David Jeremy Edwards. Thank you for the introduction. They're very warm introduction. I feel as I'm about to do question time or something. I know. Had a classic BBC traditional Radio Four vibe to it. It's like Desert Island. Is that right? Do you mind if I do that a bit more? Oh, absolutely. You go for it. It gives it that je ne sais quoi, that sprinkle of uh, specialness. Well, should we try and both do it together? Absolutely. Welcome, welcome to this. No, not to, as in, oh, not talk over. Oh, quite right. So I thought I was going to do it in unison. I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea. I don't know why no, I thought that would well, work. <laughs> Just talk at the same time. Welcome to this week's episode of Random Movie Generator, the movie review podcast. And with me this week, as always, is David Edwards. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm doing beautifully. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making me feel comfortable. And let's just chat movies. Thank you. Well, it's lovely to have you on board, as always, David. And uh, have you had a good week? It's lovely to be on board. I've had a wonderful, delicious week. It's just been filled with lots of high moments that I'm going to go on and cherish for years to come. Really? Absolutely. Just, uh, just great. Genuinely, though? No, not 100% not, you know. That's how I think that, that version of David would be like, you know, just very positive and optimistic. I'd say our version of David Edwards is positive and optimistic. Oh, you've got to be. You've got to, even if there's a thunder... You have. What else have you got? What else have you got if you can't be that? Nothing. It's either laughter or tears. Do you know what I mean? There's no mid midpoint. It's all bio, um, what's it called? I can't remember, polo, whatever it is. It's a case of you've got to avoid the tears and just, just push. Bipolar. Bipolar. Avoid the tears and just push out the laughter. You look like a madman in the middle of the high street. but Who does? Um, well, if you're... Not me? No, no, um, anyone. If they just stood there in the high street just trying to push chuckles and laughs out yeah. to avoid the negative tears. But, you, you, yeah, you've got to keep positive. Absolutely. 
Welcome everybody who joined us uh, on this early hour on a Saturday morning. Thanks so much for uh, uh, getting on board the movie machine. Um, it's quite good, isn't it, oh, talking about it? Especially the movie machine. Get aboard the movie, the movie cinema locomotive. It's just like, yeah, yeah definitely. Now, I'm really excited, David, because, um, in fact, Peter R.M. has written in the comment box he's watching uh, along with Mike Rolls Alex Dr. Griggles Krusty Alistair Nicola K Blackie but uh, Peter RM has asked this question and I know the answer to it so but could you answer it for him dying to know whether David and Ryan chose Barbie or Oppenheimer big big drum roll absolutely this is what drum rolls were born for um, Oppenheimer is what we um, what we went for. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, Barbie's definitely on my radar because I mean, it's a Greta Gerwig movie, and she's a great director, and it'd be really interesting to see what she does. Um, but yeah, uh, Oppenheimer is what we went for. Really. It really was a toss-up between the two. I think Ryan fancied it more than Barbie, so we went in that direction. But I'd have gone either direction, really. Um, Would you really? Oh yeah, Barbie really interests me. I think you okay. know because I mean. Um, it might seem a bit of a sort of um, a throwaway toy uh, cashing kind of franchise movie, but in actual fact, I mean, Greta Gerwig, she's an Oscar nominated director and Noah Baumbach uh, wrote it with her. And Noah Baumbach's obviously very big. He did the marriage story, uh, Squid and the Whale. So they're two very respected directors and I get the vibe of what they've done with the Barbie uh, IP is really interesting. So I think... But you went for Oppenheimer. I certainly did. The next Chris Nolan movie with his big sort of a canon of auteur movies. And how did you feel walking into the auditorium with Ryan and your sweeties and your bag of pears? Or what did you have? What what sweets did you... Um, this, this time... I had a bizarre situation. Yeah, I had a bizarre situation with the food. What? Basically, I got um, this this big box of um, delicious-looking New York cookies, just proper big old fat New York cookies. And I got from where? Um, Aldi. And I just I've, I've had my eye on. When them did for you buy the box? I bought the box on. Um, it was Wednesday, so it was very so much pre. pre- so oh yeah, I'm very premeditated. Much I think it had been premeditated in my mind for weeks. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that I'd just been gazing at this box thinking, oh, it's a bit greedy having all those, you know. And just, How many in there? Um, well, that's the thing, whereby uh, I was about half an hour into the film, and I thought, right, it's time to start, you know, um, having my cookies in the darkness. And um, I don't know really what to explain with this. I went in to the box and uh, after just taking bits and pieces out that weren't cookies, I realised that what I purchased was, um, it was the ingredients for the cookies. You had to actually cook them. And I was just like, what on earth is this? And afterwards, I sat with Ryan in the car, and I showed him the packaging, and I literally said to him, is this just me being an idiot bachelor that's just like a 10-year-old in a 4-year-old's body like I'm Tom Hanks in Big? And he said, no, I would have thought they were the cookies as well. If you look at the small print... What was in the box? Lots of oats. Uh, thankfully, some chocolate chip in there, which I could kind of eat. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ingredients for dough? 
stuff that I have absolutely no understanding of. Just in lots of like, especially in the darkened room. Yeah, of the so cinema. what's this? I think oh, I just couldn't believe it. I was more, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just completely lost. Thinking, is this something I sprinkle on the actual um, cookies? Where are the cookies? And I started realizing that um, I just, you know, like I'm Delia Smith. I've just been handed the ingredients, like I'm Nigella Lawson or whatever. It's just like insane. How, how was the ingredients packaged in the box? Is it all just um, a little sack? Yeah, what? little sort of plastic kind of, um, yeah, like a little plastic um, uh, contain little sacks, I suppose. Yeah, like sachets, sachets, sachets absolutely sachets. Sachets of oats yeah, and chocolate chips. Oats, chocolate chips. Did you open the sachets to eat the oats? Um, yeah, I tried to see what I could improvise in the darkness, and it was just like putting sand in your mouth. I don't even know what it was. It was like putting... Um, like hamster bedding in your mouth. I've never done that before, but I can imagine that's what it is. And the um, hamster what, bedding, the chocolate dips were not dips or chips or bits and pieces. Um, they were kind of melted and they didn't really last long. So even though I was sort of in between, did you tell Ryan? Did you let Ryan know? Um, I started to, but I think I was taking him out of the film and I felt as I was being a bit selfish. But I had a proper chat with it afterwards. I said to him, listen, don't hold back. I really need to know about this. If you bought this, would you thought that you were buying the biscuits or the recipe, you know, the ingredients of the biscuits? And he did say to me, no, I'd have thought they were the biscuits, which was a relief because I thought to myself, do you just wander through life in an absolute dream state? What was it called? What do you know? What it was actually called? Because I wouldn't mind having a look at the packaging. Um, I don't. It wasn't a well because it's Aldi. It wasn't a well-known brand. It was New York cookies. I remember that, and they were very big, and it was bloody heavy the box. So I thought, but obviously it was because it was all the recipes. New York cookies. It was a very large, and it kind of had like a blue background with the streets of New York in the background. And it's annoying because I was going to get some Kershey New York cookies that had like um, very uh, like soft uh, scent of chocolate in the middle, which looked amazing. But I thought, no, I'll go for these cookies because they look massive, proper. But it's obviously massive because they come out your bloody oven. Not Carlos takeaway chewy and gooey cookies. Could be possibility. Oh, Audi's white chocolate brookies. No, wasn't that? They sound amazing. That's what I was after. So I thought I can't just sit here with nothing. It's a massive anticlimax. I th- I'm wondering if it's this, David. I baked Aldi's Domino's cookie dupes and they left my kitchen smelling incredible. Could quite easily be those. Quite easily. Carlos takeaway sides, chewy and gooey cookies, four of them. Made with Belgian dark chocolate pieces. Yes, there were four. You're completely right. Yeah, there were four. Looks like a pizza box. Um, I wouldn't say a pizza box. There were four, though. There definitely has to be four massive cookies in there. That's why I didn't go with the Hershey ones. Then I had another experience after that, whereby I thought, right, I'm going to have to get out of the cinema and get myself something in the auditorium. And I thought, I'm going to get myself a hot dog. And that was another. So we'll get on to the film in a second. No, no, this for me, this is as important. 
Well, I um, want to know what you're eating and how if you're satisfied. Well, another really bizarre situation. I don't know if anyone's come across these new hot dogs called Rolo hot dogs. Okay, so let me have a little look. R-O-L-L-O. And it's quite bizarre because the way you're handed them is that I think they put them in a microwave and then you're... Where did you get these from? Aldi? Oh, no, no. This is in the cinema now. I'm having to improvise. Oh, right. Because I've... Oh, right. When did you buy the hot dogs? Um, About 20 minutes into the film, I raced out to get... Because I had nothing with me. I thought I had these cookies and I just had ingredients. You left Oppenheimer for some Rolo hot dogs. I'll I'll tell you now, I had the, the mentality that if not, I'd just be getting uh, hunger, jealousy of other people. If it took, if there was a queue, I was going to go straight back into the cinema. There wasn't a queue, so I managed to do my transaction within about, I'd say, five to six minutes. It was very, very quick. And I, I did don't that. know how I feel about that. What can I say? I was just. It took me a while in the darkness to get up and go because it's a big, big movie. But I just like, how much of the movie were you thinking? Oh, I've just got to go and get some hot dogs. Were you concentrating on the... I would say a short period of time, because I know my brain chemistry, and I know that that would have dominated the whole film. Me saying, I need to get something else to, to replace these cookies, this hole in my heart. So it wasn't um, it wasn't that long. I was like, you know where you're going with this, Dave. You're going down a very neurotic alleyway. You're hearing other people eating around you. You want your snacks. It's a long movie. Let's get something. And I made the the decision in my head, if there's a big queue out there, head straight back, Monsieur. All right? But it was completely dead. It was in between screenings. Everyone was either in Barbie or they were... Um, and also, God, Barbie have done well with their marketing. You're just surrounded by everyone wearing pink. It was like... Um, I don't know. It was like... Uh, um, people uh, mourning, you know, everyone, everyone wears black because they're mourning over someone's death. It was just like people mourning pink. Yeah, people mourning pink it doesn't really work the mourning thing, but it's talk about. No, but if pink died, quite right, the, you, the singer, you're absolutely that'll be in the future. I think she'd hope for that same kind of marketing spree type of thing. But whatever that um, Warner Brothers had injected into the minds of the masses, it bloody worked. You even had builders wandering around with Ralph Lauren pink shirts. Do you know what I mean? Like properly, they call it Barbie core, but anyway, that's the Barbie lot. And I went to get this Rolo hot dog. It was, what's the hot dog look like? Um, it's a very large, I'd say it's about from my, um, you know, an average man's elbow to his fingertips. Simple as that. So it's a long, long hot dog. So yeah, yeah, it's a massive. It's and it's this thing whereby it's given, it's put in a microwave, but then it's given to you in a paper bag. So you have to un, undo the bag to get it. So I was undoing the bag as I was going to the cinema, and uh, I suddenly thought, well, where's the cheese and the chili? So I went back. And they said, um, tomato ketchup's over there. I said, oh, no, thank you for that. It's very kind. And you've got these teenagers that aren't interested in interacting with you. They just want to carry on with their TikTok chats over the counter without saying too much like a Jeremy Clarkson grumbling middle-aged man. No, fuck it. And um, They'd be Jeremy Clarkson. Absolutely embrace it. And mm. um, I said, okay, but where's the cheese and the chilli? And they said, oh, that's it. They had to ask the why, manager. What, sorry, why should there be cheese and chilli? Because it's called a cheese and chilli hot dog. Oh, I see. No, no, no it's fine. I, I should have described that. I should have described it. It's a cheese and chilli hot dog. See, at the moment in your bag, you've got a bloody long sausage in a bit of And just bread. a sausage. Yeah, just a sausage in bread. That's it. Yeah. And I'm saying, where's the cheese and chilli? 
A microwave sausage. Yeah, to... uh, sorry, you're quite right. Microwave sausage, and it's given to you in like this kind of steamed bag, like you're an astronaut in space. Do you know what I mean? And um, and it's that to ask the manager, and the only grown up there turns up, and he's just sort of like he always turns up like he's been asleep, he's been woken up, like he's what's that cat in that animated kids show? Mag- I think you are Bagpuss. Bagpuss. I, I know. I two weeks ago. I think I asked you that's continually. Right. I don't know you why. Should, what you should say. You remind me of that cat in that animated kids show. It might be an icebreaker. Or Bagpuss. Yeah, Abs- that's it. Absolutely. It's like the, the teenagers are like the uh, like the the mics that wake him up. Do you know what I mean? How wake old up, is he? Wake up. The manager. Uh, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. There's there's a, there's wake someone up, asking me a question. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. They used to sing, didn't they? Wake up, wake up, there's someone with a hot dog here. And he wakes up, like Bagpuss, stretching stretching his paws. We will get to the film review. Well, let's do it. I'll help you. I was like, well, it's supposed to be chili and cheese, and there's just no chili and cheese. And um no fromage. And he looked at the um he had to I don't know, look at the actual uh wrapper it came in and all that. Let's do a bit of detective work. And he said, Oh, the cheese and chili that is in the, the sausage. They've actually they've they've seasoned the sausage, so the cheese and chilies in the sausage. But you don't pay for that. You pay for like you know dollops of cheese and chili on your on your actual bread. And then I was in the cinema eating it, thinking, is that cheese? Is that chili? Am I just creating the cheese and chili in my head? And in the end, I gave in. I ate it, but I just thought, did you get any tomato sauce with it? Oh yeah, loads, absolutely. Um, I would say three strips of it. <laughs> right, like a little. Sachet. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. That's the way to look at it. But so, how long out of the movie, honestly, uh, Mister Movie Reviewer? <laughs> were you? I would say everyone's uh, hanging off. Every, everyone's hanging off your words, waiting for your review. And how, how long were you out of the uh, actual sc- the screen? I would say um, seven to eight minutes. It was very, very quick. There's no cue whatsoever. And that, that that hot dog took seconds to microwave. It was like, ting. And there was another teenage mouse in the background microwaving it as I was giving over the money. And also, you've got to remember, it's contactless. There's not even change. It's like, beep. There you go. Because I was amazed how quickly it was given to me. Well, did Ryan say anything about your exit and entrance? Um, he just said, dog? are you all right, pal? Because I think he's a bit shocked and confused type of thing. Because I had all these like say? plastic sacks around me of like oats and things. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you about it later. Right, right. Oh, it feels like it's um, sullied this whole evening. No, not at all. Not at all. Absolutely. But I, I will tell people it's a three-hour film, and I only stepped out for eight minutes. It's a three-hour oh, film. Yeah, God, it's an epic um, encounter. It was three okay. hours without well, saying it. I think this could be a flipping hell. We've done 20 minutes on your hot dog story. Okay. Oppenheimer, Dave. Oppenheimer, David. You you only missed, I don't know, one sixteenth of the movie, potentially. Well, I don't know. I worked it out. But what did you think of the Oppenheimer? I think one thing... Um, 
is interesting in the sense that uh, Chris Nolan, blimey, he's become quite a name in the sense that he really packed that cinema out. I mean, that cinema was absolutely packed shoulder to shoulder. And this is not what you're used to, is it? Not at all what I'm used to whatsoever. And um, it really was a case of, I think some people came away getting what they expected, but I could tell a lot of people wandering away um, being given a bit of a history lesson. And I think they expected some kind of July summer holiday blockbuster experience. So I think a lot of audience members were either satisfied. How, how, do you, how did you get that? Uh, listening to people in the toilets not that i just hovered around the toilets just to hear people doing some market research but just naturally and also um when i got up to get my hot dog i could already tell people were some people were engrossed i think it's a real marmite film and i think it's a risky one to bring out during the summer but once again the marketing worked because people got off their asses and it was a, a big subset you know lots of different social groups there different ages and uh, they're all there to see the latest nolan movie he's certainly the hitchcock of our era definitely so how did you feel about it yourself i would say it's it's a it's a real talky movie it's men in rooms chatting do you know what i mean it really is dialogue heavy it's got to be said it's one of those films whereby did i consistently love it for the three hours no were you in the room for three hours no this is true i was in the room for two hours and 48 minutes uh no two hours and 50 minutes get the maths wrong right dave you get scrape back those two minutes you gave away then and How often were you watching the movie going, oh, God, it's another dialogue scene? Well, I would say, basically, though, I would say um, the last 45 minutes, I was becoming, it was becoming tiresome slightly, it has to be said, because once that um, atomic bomb element has been covered, which is nail-biting and very, very effective, don't get me wrong, um it perhaps doesn't have the same propulsion narrative-wise um, than the rest of the film. But it's got to be said, it's three hours of dialogue-heavy drama. It's people in rooms talking for three hours. But the editing is so effective. The editing is so impressive. And I'm sure it will be nominated at least for an Oscar. That it does keep you occupied. You've got three different time oh, David, 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 we must say here, and Mike Rolls is right to remind me, no spoilers. Very true. <laughs> this is very, very true. Because, yeah, flipping out, it's really important we do that now. Absolutely. No spoilers. No spoilers whatsoever. So I'm only going to tell you what you get in the trailers anyway. The editing is very, very effective. Also, you have dialogue in rooms with people chatting away. Like a lot of people have likened it to an Aaron Sorkin film, the guy who wrote things like West Wing, Social Network, where it's very dialogue heavy. But I would say you spend maybe two minutes in a room until you're cut into another room. And also the editing is very, very effective in the sense that when he's talking about particles and science, you have these quick jump cuts to actual shots of particles and flames and sparks. And uh, he was very much inspired by 2001. You know, the Stargate ride where you go through different civilizations and um, they actually go 
transport through different dimensions in space. Boring, isn't it? And boring film. 2001. It's yeah. got some good elements, but uh, yeah, it's, but he uses the visuals uh, of that. So there's no CGI in it. It's very much kind of in-camera particles and effects. So you've got that aspect. And also um, lots of cutaways to what he's talking about. These very intense close-ups on people's faces. And you've got three timelines that jump in amongst each other all the time that keep you occupied. So black and white is very much... Um, in the latter days of his life after the atomic bomb the middle part is him actually trying to get his head around inventing the atomic bomb and then you've got his young years and it's amazing that you jump between these three timelines but i was never confused and the editing style is it's almost that of an action film Jimmy, you know I mean? it's really fast moving to keep a modern audience entertained uh, the performances very very impressive very Cillian Murphy I'll be amazed if he doesn't win the Oscar Jamie he's just um, very captivating very confident performance and it's not someone doing a performance it's someone who's completely inhabiting a role and also the um, the amount of stars that Christopher Nolan's got in it is incredible just like who who's in it well God almighty, just they keep popping up. Kenneth Branagh's in there. Gary Gary Oldman pops up. Uh, Matthew Modine. Josh Hartnett. uh, Florence Pugh. Emily Blunt. Do you know what I mean? But um, Cillian Murphy's in there pretty much every frame of the movie. And um, he's absolutely incredible. Robert Downey Jr. has got no movie star swagger about him at all. Sorry, everyone said, is it Cillian Murphy or Cillian? It's Killian Murphy. I think someone's called him Cillian Murphy before. It's Killian Murphy. I, mean, I apologise. Tomato, tomato. It's Killian Murphy. Me. Dear God. Is it, is it Killian? It's not Cillian. Dear, I don't think anyone's called him Cillian except me, David Edwards, who has christened and knighted him that for some bizarre reason. It's Killian. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that, YouTube listener. Um, Samaritan in the uh, wilderness. I, to be honest, David, when you said Cillian, I went... Yeah, I think you're right. Is it silly? Yeah, because I, I wasn't sure how to. So I think I, you're I'm sort very of very charitable there. And thank God I don't mm. rub shoulders with these A-listers. Shouting no, to I, thinking Killian, why it, Even Killian makes me go, is it Killian? It's, um, it seems to be Killian. It is Killian. The, uh, it is Killian all the way. Overwhelming response. I'll be shouting the, uh, him. Live YouTube watchers. I'll be shouting him across a party thinking he's ignoring me, but he's not. It's just because I got his name wrong. Simple as that. Okay. It's Killian Murphy. Absolutely. It's not Killian. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. It is Killian. Killian. Absolutely. Not Cillian. Okay. There's no uh, S involved whatsoever. It's a Sill it bang. Absolutely. That's how you got to remember it. Uh, no, kill it bang. Kill it bang. Sill it bang is a reminder of not the route to go with the name. <laughs> Simple as. But, um, that's, that's how you remember. Sill it bang. Don't do no. it. No, no. Kill it bang. Kill it bang. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to kill something with a bang, use a K, kill it. But he was very good in it. Oh, incredibly good. Really, really impressive. I'll tell you one thing that went through my head, and a lot of people are probably going to say to me, uh, what do you know, Edwards? And it's very much a case of, um, he filmed it in IMAX. He filmed it with 70 millimeter film. 
and he says, you know, if you want to get the proper experience, you've got to see it in IMAX. And yes, you could argue um, there are surreal moments when you see what's happening in his mind and you do see these scientific particle cutaways. But a lot of it is people in rooms talking, very effectively edited to keep you um, engaged. You know, these crisp close-ups looking at people's expressions, real Oscar-nominating level performances. But I don't think- It worries me that you keep banging on about the editing. Um, if you saw it, you'd know what I mean. It's almost like a trailer. Okay. Why does it okay. worry you a bit? Mm, I, I, I feel like you're trying to find the positives. Honestly, it is a, it's edited in a very effective way. You would be impressed. It keeps you engaged. And also, you're given so much information, but you're never lost. It's quite... I mean, as you've just seen, I've just got the leading man's name wrong, for crying out loud. I'm not the sharpest tool in the box, but I was led through this kind of very detailed historical narrative path with lots of information fired at me. And um, at no point did I get lost. It reminded me a lot of JFK and Nixon. If you've seen those films and you enjoyed them, you would enjoy this. Definitely. Uh, Okay, David. So now's the time where you have to review the new film that you've just seen um, out of, uh, you give it uh, potentially five chalk ices. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer? I think people will probably spit at me on the streets for this one, but I would say four chalk ices out of five. Because I would say basically there's a lot there. Four. Four. Didn't re- it didn't sound like a four when you were No, I would definitely I would definitely Remember say, you can have halves? No, I wouldn't go three point five. I'd say a four. There's a lot there to respect and appreciate. It's like, do you respect this film a hundred percent? Did you enjoy this film? Or were you fidgety? There were elements where I was fidgety. I'd say the last 45 minutes, I was fidgeting a lot. That's nearly a third of the movie. Yeah, I think there I'm going to ask you again. I've got to ask you again, David. I won't move the score. I'd say it's definitely four. I don't... And it's not just me being like, oh, I I don't want, you know, dog poo put through my, my, my letterbox type of thing. I would definitely... And you are right to um to push me with that because... I am focusing on the negatives a bit there, but I'd say there's a lot of merit there. And certainly waking up this morning thinking about it, there's a lot of merit there. But I think the thing is, once that 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 middle timeline's done, the kind of um, it's almost got an Ocean's Eleven element when they're making the bomb. They're putting the team together. They've got a challenge. The, you know, the Second World War's happening. You've got that classic blockbuster propulsion narrative engine happening. Once that's gone, you've still got the paranoia element of um, Oppenheimer is being... Um, uh, they're looking into if he's um, a communist and he's actually given away information. And that's not me giving you a spoiler. You get that in the trailer. Do you know what I mean? That's a big, big part of it. David, there's one thing I have to say to you. David Pannell, Pannell, thank you, David Pannell. He's appealing to the film snobs with this score. Thoughts on that? Would my mother enjoy Oppenheimer? Can you describe your mother a bit more? Is she a Coronation Street viewer or is she a lardy dar? She certainly knows her way around Deirdre Barlow. Yeah, it would be a three out of five for the Deirdre Barlow fans out there. Definitely. Um, 
it would definitely be a, a three out of five for them type of thing. Those three hours, way too long. Um, Ryan found it difficult to get through. It's got to be said, Ryan wouldn't give it a four. You don't get this on Kermo, do you? Halfway through, just broken down. Sort of an existential crisis, kind of like... Uh, there's a lot there to... Basically. I felt like there's a little... I didn't feel like I was getting the truth from you, David. I might be wrong. I, do, I just think there's a lot there to... I think there's just a lot there to appreciate. I don't think you... I just do not think you can give it three out of five. Did it consistently keep me entertained? Was there a lot of vegetables to eat? Yes, there is. But I think the vegetables will keep you going in the long run, whereas just eating endless candy and just sort of granola, which I'm a living proof of, just gives you a spark of interest at the beginning. Although having said that, I'll tell you something right now. Um, okay. Uh, yes, there were elements of just like a lot of talking, a lot of dialogue. I was more occupied with this than, say, Mission Impossible last week that had so much whiz and bang but had no character development at all that it just left me feeling quite hollow do you know what I mean don't get me wrong Mission Impossible has got its merits and believe it or not Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning is nearly as long as uh, Oppenheimer it's like 2 hours and 40 minutes but I would say um Oppenheimer kept me going. Do you know what I mean? The performances are very strong. The character's fascinating. It's him dealing with the guilt and responsibility of the actual bomb. But it's a vegetable pie. It is a vegetable. Lots of gravy. Lots of lots of salt. You know, keeps you going type of thing. Uh, but uh, lots but of stuff. sometimes you're chewing on the cabbage going. Basically, once that bomb has let off, you needed maybe 20 minutes of de- him dealing with his guilt credits let's go home but you had another um another hour to kind of um to deal with type of thing and when the bomb goes off it's filmed and edited very effectively and it's real nail biting you get a real sense of what it must have been like there matt damon's really good i mean you've got endless stars appearing but it's dunkirk had a mixture of dialogue but also visual set pieces that were impressive this is really dialogue heavy. You get the bomb going off, but that's probably eight minutes. All right. Well, thank you very much, David, for this week's, what should we call this section again? Um, weekly review, finger on the pulse. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, David, for this week's weekly review, finger on the pulse. Yeah, movie pulse, we could call it maybe. Yeah. Just an idea, just throwing it out there, movie pulse. <laughs> heartbeat the heartbeat of cinema you are right to, to hold me the, to that four though do you know what i am and i i feel like i i could prod more because i i actually think deep down you're going it was good i was fucking bored for a lot of it yes that is the truth there's a lot there to appreciate but i was bored in a lot of that disaster but I mean, I don't know. There's a no. That's enough. But at the same time, I would just say one thing: when it is nominated for lots of Oscars, I won't be shocked. So maybe it's a case of um, all those amazing. Yeah, it doesn't bits mean anything though, does it? Were in unison Did you with sit each there other. going, "Oh, I am engrossed. This is just right, and I'm buzzing my nut," or did you go? 
I think there were there were moments where I was buzzing my nuts. Like at the beginning, I was like, whoa, this is moving very quickly. We're really darting around here. This is keeping me engaged. And when they got nearer and nearer to the bomb, I was really engrossed then. I mean, I'd forgotten that I'd actually just brought in cookie ingredients with me. Do you know what I mean? It actually helped me get over that dark moment in my soul that I hadn't had my four cookies. Do you know what I mean? I, I definitely moved into another psychological plane. But did it manage to do that consistently over three hours? No. I'm going to ask you one more time. You don't have to change the score. You don't have to do... You do whatever you like. Out of five chuck ices, what are you giving up, Anima? I will go with 3.5. I think you are right in that sense. I don't feel as though I've been influenced by you or anything like that, you know. No, I hope not. No, 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 no. But you are right. It's a case of... um... But then again, I'm always coming on here every week saying, why can't it be shorter type of thing? And it's got to be said, I saw a lot of dour faces leaving that cinema, not expecting, you know, people who don't go to the cinema all the time, they'd finally gone out and watched a movie and um, with all the hype and they weren't happy. Dr. Gregor says, you know what isn't boring? A four chalk ice movie. Um, what isn't boring? A four chalk ice movie. Yeah, I think you're right. The thing is, though, with a lot of films, you've got to sometimes go through moments of boredom. It's one thing that I've noticed with Netflix. When I look at my Netflix menu, there is so much stuff there that I haven't finished. And because I just enter a small area of boredom, I stop it and get myself a coffee. It's like when you say to me when I watch films for um, Movie Generator, you actually ask me how many sittings do you have because my boredom threshold is so low. But back in the days when you all... The good thing about the cinema is you do always see it to the end. And when you used to rent a video from a video store, you paid for it. It's got to be back at five o'clock the next day. So you did watch it all the way to the end. And sometimes you do go through 10 minutes of boredom for important plot information. And it's worth but it at the end. But the back end 45 is a lot, yeah. The back end 45. It is a lot. I'm not saying the whole of the 45 minutes was terrible because Robert Downey Jr. is good at the end. Who else is in this? Peter Davidson. It's absolutely endless, the amount of people in there. It's like Asteroid City again with Wes Anderson. They flock to be in these auteur movies in a big, big way. There's one chap who was um who's the guy who was um in Bohemian Rhapsody and he was in Mr. Robot and it's really bad that I've forgotten his name. It's something Malik. And um Terence? Uh no, uh I will get his name Mickey for us. If anyone in the YouTube thing can remember it, it'd be greatly oh. appreciated. Um but I can't remember his name. It's terrible that I haven't uh, that I can't remember his name. Uh bub 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 uh Ronnie Rami uh, Rami that's it and what's his surname Malik Malik well done sir that's superb that you've got that for me uh, he pops up there in just he only won an Oscar a few years ago at one point he's just in the background like um, an extra and then he pops into the courtroom la- la- later on and that's not a spoiler because I'm not saying what his role is but it's like, you know, he's a bloody Oscar winner only a few years ago, and he just pops up to say hello. It's almost like he just was visiting the set to say hello to the cast, and they said, do you mind just saying these lines? So, yeah, it's incredible the amount of stars and cast they've got. It is very impressive indeed. Alistair Satchel says, Alistair's watching live on YouTube, uh, Nolan's work always looks amazing. 
But there's so little humanity in them. It's all about suffering or strife. No fun. Life is often really shite, but then you do a fart that makes you laugh. Very true. There's no farting in this film whatsoever. It's very much about the strife in a big, big way, which I don't mind. I can get get involved in that. What if it, someone had done a fart right at the end of the movie? Would you have gone, why have they done that? Or would you have gone, oh, that's a nice bit of light? I think um, it would have contrasted poorly with the tone. It would have felt as though, even if it was in IMAX, surround sound fart, it wouldn't would be that keeping. have annoyed you if someone had gone... Oh, absolutely. It'd just be like, well, you know, you've got to keep within the reality. What do they call it? Verisimilitude. You've got to keep the reality and tone of the film consistent. You can't just suddenly shift gears. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, David, for this week's movie weekly review. Absolutely. Right? Weekly Doesn't review. Quite right. Or movie new review. Pulse. New review. New no. review. New Mo- review. Movie pulse. New view. Maybe called new view. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't work either. Thank you very much, David. Uh, thank you, sir. I hope I hope you got something out of that. It was a bit scattergunned. David, we've done forty minutes on hot dogs and. Me Bob being kind of, um, well, it turns more into therapy, these reviews. Well, we're going to have to lose a section or two today. Oh, dear me. David, you got any movie news this week? Yeah, I tell you something that's really interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, have you heard of the film called Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel? Uh, let's hope I haven't butchered that name like everyone else's. And um, he obviously played Jesus Christ in the Mel Gibson uh, film. Now, Sound of Freedom is a very interesting film. This is a really, um, uh, you know, uh, busy summer holiday period. There's loads of big movies coming out. Barbie. Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, but you've got this very low budget movie that's um, making a lot of money at the box office. At the box yeah, office, one hundred and four million. One hundred and four million. What's the budget for it? Was it like twenty or fourteen? Don't know. Don't. But it's doing oh fourteen point five. So very low budget. It's about um, basically uh, kids being uh, illegally trafficked. That's the wrong way to describe it. It's it's children trafficking. Um, how would you describe that? Sex trafficking, isn't it? Is that what you... Uh, basically, kids being adopted. Uh, not adopted. You're allowed to do that. That's legal, Dave. They're being abducted and uh, put on the black market, believe it or not. And Jim, yeah. Jim Cazell, like a kind of... Uh, John McClane figure is going out Hang of his on, way. what is his name? Let's get his name right. Jim... Jim... Cavazell? Cavazell. There you go. Cavazell. That's it. Don't know him. Basically, Disney paid for it to be produced. He played Jesus in Passion of Christ, and he was one of the, the key figures in Thin Red Line, the uh, Terence Malick war film. Um, basically, Disney... Well, Fox paid to make the film in 2018... Then Disney bought Fox and they uh, then owned the rights to this low budget kind of action thriller film, but very much set in reality, um, you know, teaching people about the, um, uh, you know, what's happening to these children. And um, but then it's got a very strong right wing religious subtext to the movie. 
So basically, Jim Cazal, Cavazal, is, um, he, you know, before killing a man, he'll start quoting uh, lines from the Bible. He constantly says God's children are being taken from us and all these different elements. And Disney felt it was too religious. And they actually um, sold the film to a production company called Angel Studios, who basically uh, specialize in films with a religious subtext. So it's got a very strong religious um, message to it, which Disney thought was too hot to handle. But it's done incredibly well because this religious um christian following in america are flocking to see it now when jim uh Cavazell is interviewed about the film this isn't so much in the movie but this is very much around the promotion of the film he's taking a very cue and on perspective about the movie and he talks a lot about how these kids are being kind of abducted and trafficked within um the world and how they're being used um by rich CEO corporate figures to actually feast on and drink on the blood of the children. And it's becoming a very conspiratorial film, very right-wing, very not just Christian, but very QAnon-focused film. As I say, that QAnon element isn't in the movie, but it's definitely part of the promotion and publicity. It's very much a case whereby... uh, it's becoming more than just a marketed movie. It's becoming a real kind of political agenda throttling the movie. Because, I mean, films are all about adding emotion to the experience. Well, this film's got a political emotion attached to it. And people are even paying for other people to see the film if they can't afford it, which is boosting the box office in a big, big way. And How um, did you get to say, this, is this at the, um, is this at the um, cinemas? this movie do you know i have, have you seen it i have not seen it yet no i'd be interested to see it certainly but it hasn't come out in my local cine world no i don't know if it's been given a uk release yet and the other thing is you've got to remember this, these are the two very impressive things about this film which is number one films always drop in the box office after their second week sometimes 60 percent it's just a classic thing that happens this has gone up in the box office the first week it came out, um, it nearly beat Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones is in hundreds of thousands of screens. This was just in thousands of screens. But it still very nearly beat Indiana Jones at the box office. Um, so it does show, you know, I mean, Hollywood doesn't give a damn about christianity and conspiracies but if it puts bums on seats a lot of people are saying that hollywood will be more than happy to embrace this kind of political agenda if it's going to create because the film cost 14 million a lot of the advertising was on social media it wasn't paying for big billboard spaces and it's gone on to now gross over 100 million it's done incredibly well during the summer blockbuster season now i say yeah. So it's okay. A so, what, what, and do you think it will make its way over the the, the, the sea to the, to our land, which is where we live? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think it will go into unless people don't want to be tainted by the political brush of promoting conspiracy right wing thinking. I think a lot of people will embrace it because it's about getting bums on seats. And, um, you know, the marketing has done incredibly well via social media. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's 
movie news. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to me and meet me halfway with my juggled wordology. David Edwards Movie Review. So, this week's movie review, David, I I can't remember what it was, but I'm thinking it was an animation that left you feeling... No, it's a musical, Disney musical. Absolutely, it's Zombies 2, the Disney musical sequel to Zombies. <laughs> and um, it was an experience. Was it really? It really was. I mean... Um, I'm trying Hang to think. on a minute. You've reviewed, let's say, 50, 60 films for this series. Where's this rank? Um, I, I would say I'm just totally and utterly the wrong target audience for this. I think if you were the right target audience, you would have a, a wonderful time. I can see it through the eyeballs of a different generation, a different gender, a different age range, and I can see how it got us... Well, there's a third one, actually. There's a third zombie Imagine if that got picked today. Oh, my Lord. I, I think I'd have to put up a... Um, a, a, a white flag and just say listen I don't want to go against the format of the show but uh, unfortunately I don't think I've got the willpower or the focus to get through another zombies movie did you really get through this six sittings but uh, six oh, sittings god I had to um, you know it's almost like celebrity get me out of here where, where they have to eat tranquilizer eggs or something you know, you know they've, got, they've got to take a breather drink some milk, talk to Ant and Deck, have a bit of a therapy moment, and then get back into chewing on tarantula eggs. It was just a real uphill... How big are tarantula eggs? Um, quite small, but I think when you bite into them, there's a hell of a taste injection that enters the mouth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like caviar, but wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of uh, quite horrific. Well... What's it about? Zombie 2. Well, the first one I get the idea of is about a small town in America and it's about zombies and humans having to, like, bond and get on with each other and and stop the prejudice. The zombies are bizarre in the sense that they look very pale, but they don't wander around like a zombie. Like Ozzy Osbourne type of vibe. They're actually quite articulate and they talk and sing and dance. I wouldn't go sex unless you like goths and that ticks your erotic box. Uh, I wouldn't really say it. The second one, another social group moves into the neighborhood uh, who are werewolves. And it's almost like a continuation I get of the first one, which is um, holding back prejudice and people getting on. It doesn't matter. Holding back the years. Holding up the channel of the prejudices of my mind. Do you like that song? I've never liked that song. It's really dirty. Uh, I thought it was one you were just coming up with. No, it's simply red. Holding back, back the years. years. Do, do, do. do you not know that song? I do now. Now I've probably tuned right. into it. Uh, it's got a real hot FM driving down the motorway vibe to it. Yeah, it does my head in. Um, so let me, yeah. So it's a case of, yeah, zombies come in. The thing is, when you were singing that, I was like, well, that's what it's like. These just sort of like very auto-tuned, repetitive chorus songs. 
basically, and just repeating the chorus. And all the choruses were very patronising tales about, you know, not hating your neighbour, not chucking prejudice their way, but pushing back the fence and giving them a bloody hug. It doesn't matter if they're a werewolf or a zombie. What's this called again? Zombies 2. Zombies 2. Um... Let's hear, let's hear a little bit from Zombies 2, David. Absolutely. Let's have a let's get our ear balls around it. Or ear okay. ducks. Ah, After you. <laughs> What's that? It's zombies. And werewolves. In formal wear? You look good. You guys can't be here. There are laws against this. Bad laws are meant to be broken. And monsters don't follow the rules. Zombies are a part of Seabrook, Bucky, and we deserve to be here. We're a part of Seabrook, too. The originals, in fact. Someone's got to stop you. I mean, fair play to you, Dave, for sitting through this, Jesus well, Christ. Well, as I say, it was six sittings. I pretty much... Yeah, you know. Do you remember this? Oh, I can't quite hear it. And he got it. The fan of pushing by the Oh, it's like that all the time. And they're they're dancing around these sets that really feel like sets. Do you know what I mean? Just like it um, looks like it from the from that clip. It's like that all the way through. And there's a bit of a twist because there's like a um a, a, a necklace. Are you right there? David, this song, Flesh and Bone from Zombies 2 on YouTube has had 237 million hits. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I can see why it's a very clever hybrid of like high school musical and gothic horror merged together. And I think if you're a tweeny, those tweens that the marketing people call, who are not quite teenagers yet, but they're aspiring to their teenage years of high school, but you're still interested in fantasy of werewolves and zombies, it's a very seducing what cocktail. Is, is it sort of 13, 14? Yeah, it's ju- I'd say it's like 11. At 10, 11, it's just tweens. So you're getting ready to become a teenager and you're aspiring. Absolutely. And I can imagine that age range, this being, um, well, you know, heroin, crack cocaine, just sort of like real catnip, you know, really enjoying it. What were you like as a tweenie? As a tweenie, I was, um, I had my nose up to, uh, nose up. I I had, um, I was Ewoks. James Bond. I was I was living in the world of George Lucas Spielberg fantasy world. So exactly the same. Abs, <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. There. I don't know. I mean, God, where was I as a tweenie? Then again, you've got to think to yourself. I wouldn't. I better watch James Bond and Indiana Jones now. But I wouldn't better watch this now. Do you know what I mean? There's certain things where you think, well, no, I can't get myself back into that. I don't know, there'd be nostalgia filled with the songs and the lyrics, wouldn't it? I'd be able to get back into it. When I was a tweeny, I had like a turquoise shirt with the sleeves cut off at the shoulders. Quite over the top, Sylvester Stallone showing off the biceps. 
quite yeah, Bruce Springsteen like this sort of it's somewhat more Simon Le Bon oh, lovely. I was into him but it was but it was really turquoisey, and I had this kind of sort of white woolen jumper and I would wear that turquoise and I think I had like a Ben Elton multicoloured black suit with you know like with the it sounds as though you were a lot more fashionable me. I used to just no, live in my shell suit. I used to no, just I wasn't. wear a shell suit. I, I, was, I was desperate to have a shell suit. God. Absolutely. And I never had one. Well, I had one and it appeared on, um, uh, what was that Anne Robbins show where she would tell people, oh, Watchdog. Was it Watchdog? Anne Robinson, there was a show where she would make you aware of um, consumer crimes. And my um, shell suit appeared on TV to warn people that it was flammable, that if it was near flames, you'd go up in fire like a character out of a Marvel film. And um, my mum... Your shell shell suit was dangerous. Yeah, my mum just got rid of it that evening. And she didn't replace it. So instead, I had to go around wearing Fred Flintstone jeans. I remember this is all coming back to me now. I had Barney on one thigh and Fred on the other thigh. And um, Oh, I remember those jeans. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They were really popular, weren't they? Very odd. Yeah. And I had Dunlop trainers with Ninja Turtle shoelaces. And, uh, but should we, got, should we, you up for doing a quick tweeny song? Oh, absolutely. We're the tweenies. Come and be with us. Be part of the gang, please. Yeah, we're the tweenies. My name's tweenies. My name's Jennifer. We're the tweenies. We're loving life because you're here with us right now. We're the tweenies. We're the tweenies. His name's Carl. My name's Jennifer. We're the tweenies. And it's got to be auto-tune. We're the tweenies. Oh, if eyes or legs can get on top of that. We're the tweenies. My name's Carl. My name's Jennifer. Jennifer and Carl. I say Zombies 2, no one's going to watch it, no one cares. So, David, how many chock ices out of five are you going to give Zombies 2? I would say... 1.5 simple as that i mean there was a nice element in the narrative i've got to say where there's a, a pendulum like a an object a jewel which allows the female uh, which allows you to turn into a werewolf or a zombie which was interesting and there was an element whereby the uh, the lead female character human character has to think does she want to become a werewolf with this pendulum which had God, I was looking for anything to keep me engaged. So there was something there. There's a rap battle that's quite interesting. You do feel like you're on a set, but um, What's it's very colourful. What is a pendulum? A pendulum is something you wear around your neck in the form of a jewellery, a stone. Is it a pendulum? Pendulum. Let me see if I've written that down properly in my notes. Um... Let 
Let me have a look. A moonstone pendant. Sorry. Right. Moonstone and, and you're thinking it's sort of pendulant as in it's swinging freely. Yes. Okay. If you want to bring some logic to that. Yeah. It's very worrying. Very worrying. These words I produce from my mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. This uh, clearly. I'm, honestly, I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm in a tricky situation here because I go pendulant. It's, and I feel like it's me. I'll so say I have it now, to go, verbally, I'll make the absolute point now, in no way is a tricky situation. Please stop and hit pause. I want to exist in the same reality as every other person around me. You know, I don't want to be a Justin Bieber where people are just ushering me through a world of uh, fantasy. You know, And I also want to learn new words. So if pendulum did exist, I need to, for you to go, no, it's something that hangs around the neck. Okay, all right, it is. And I don't want you to find yourself in an evening tea party trying to use the word pendulum and people looking at you, looking at you like you're drunk and it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So let's work together and work out what is fiction, what is reality that's come from the mind of Dave Edwards. So important to not get lost in that blur, that boundary. Really is. David, thank you so much for this week's movie review. Thank you, Captain. Thanks for your time. David Edwards Movie Tips. So this week's movie tip is going to be slightly different this week, David. Oh, yes. I'm going to give you one. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Now, I don't know if it's... I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't even know if it's a movie. But our friend, mutual friend Chris... Oh, yes, said yeah. ...said it absolutely blew his socks off. Wowzers. Let me get ready for this one. Chris Haywood, uh, he's a man he I salute. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. That's what he I want. couldn't breathe. I want GBH on my soul when I watch a film. He said, I don't know much, but he put a message in. Wow. Just saying, incredible. Do you get these it, a lot from him? It's ruined me. It's ruined him. And Go that is... The Deepest Breath documentary on Netflix. Oh, was that about the swimmers who go underwater? Yes, where did I hear about that? I think it was on a podcast. Yes. So I don't know I anything did... about it, but I trust um, Chris. I'll have to check um, that out. And I just thought you'd like to know. No, thank you. The Deepest Breath. I believe there was a podcast I listened to, and they said the best film so far in 2023, and that came up. And I do know it's done very well at festivals. Yeah, it's a, it's a diving. Oh, I think Commode uh, mentioned it as well um, when he was going through the box office charts with Simon Mayo recently. Does that excite you? Um, it does. Because if it's got Chris's seal of approval, sir, I am very interested. That man has got um, uh, good taste. Simple as that. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to send it your way to because I thought you might go. Have you got Netflix? I certainly have got Netflix. And also, we were only just um, promoting his sound, not his own, not that he created it, but uh, he once again recommended that soundtrack podcast, which is extremely it's good. It's quite a big role in this podcast. At it certainly is. It shows that, um, you know, he's got impeccable taste. And just from the sidelines, he's steering this whole moving machine. Justin Young, who's in the comment box on YouTube, welcome Justin, says, I watched it on Thursday, it's incredible. God, I have to admit, what's it called? Deep Breath, what's it called? Deepest Breath, I think. Deepest Breath, 
Right. Get I all think, my notes I about think it's diving. very, very tense. Very tense. Yeah. Right, I'll see if I can check that out then. I love tension. Watching movies, oh, I love way. it. Oh, it's all about mm. tension, isn't it? Flipping it, a bit of adrenaline makes you feel alive for crying out loud. Mm. Push you on your, 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 your tippy tippy toe toes. That's the thing thank with open hide. Thank you, Jeff Dale. Congrats on the new Shaw MV7 mic after the recent, recent Twitch tech troubles. Sounding lovely. Smoother than some room temperature lure pack. What's that? Someone complimenting your microphone? Yeah. Well, that's yours nice is that. sounding really lovely, Dave. Oh, that's good to hear. That's I think absolutely... it was yours that made me go, I've got to up my game a bit. Oh, there you go. Well, I've got a snowball ice in front of me here. Ooh. Lovely stuff. Have you got a movie tip? Movie tip this week, David? Do you know, I have, and I've got I've got loads actually, but I'm only going to give you one and I'll save the others for later on. Is Alice there, by the um, way? Alice is there. By the She's, way, Mandy's um, uh, no more. How do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean? I took her uh, personality out of her box. So what does that mean? She's gone. You've deleted her. Well, she's, she's still there physically. She's still an orange box, and she'll produce movies. But so it's like an AI homicide. You feel she deleted her ones and zeros. I mean, our potential romance hadn't completely come to an end, and. Uh, could you give her to me on a floppy disk so I could at least take her home and... Well, that's okay then. I suppose that's fine. Um, so I can have her as a memory stick or whatever to take home. Or you could just sort of send that I to me. I don't think you cared about her. Well, I feel as though it's unresolved business. So if you could... Um... No, I'm joking. She's still here. Oh, lovely. Yeah. There we go. Good to know. Good to know. Hello. Alice is here. There she is. Hey, Mandy. <laughs> Hello. We did it. Yes. Frank's. It's all about pranks. There we go. Frankie. Um, I can push those those tears back into my male tear ducts. Oh, I didn't exactly. think you know, like me that absolutely. much. Absolutely. <laughs> didn't think you liked me that much. Didn't realise. No, I didn't realise you liked me so much. No. I would say I'm on the fence. Ah. Simple as that. I wouldn't say it's absolutely. But you wanted a floppy the floppy disk of it. I did want a floppy disk of it. Just to maybe have like a a, um, a, a farewell goodbye. You know, just to have that last moment of kind of resolution. Like any great film like we're talking about at the moment. I didn't think we had our third act. Our end of the four weddings and the funeral, crying in the rain together. Okay, David, what's or your kissing in the rain, rather, rather. Not crying, kissing. Or crying can happen after kissing if it doesn't go well. Um, basically, this is something I came across. Going down a YouTube um, wormhole, which is quite bizarre. Um... I sent you the link to this uh, this morning yes, on WhatsApp. Yes, and yes. And it's, it's a young chap. I reckon he's 14 or 15. He's called Daniel Dan- Fee. Yeah, Daniel Fee. He's 14 or 15. And he's got his own movie YouTube site. And bloody hell, the people he's... He is, he, it's obvious he's just in his bedroom on Zoom with his Marvel posters in the background. He's an Irish kid, just very down-to-earth, average kid, average Irish suburban kid, 14, 15. And he's interviewing these massive film directors. Chris, Chris McQuarrie was the last person he interviewed. The writer of Usual Suspect the uh, writer of Maverick, uh, just Maverick, Top Gun 2, and the director of Mission Impossible. David, we can get him on here if you want. You wouldn't better get Chris McQuarrie on here. Well, we can ask. What's he going to say? No? 
I guess Matt. so. But I mean, he's got John Favreau on there. He's got loads of big names. It's incredible. And he's just a kid in his bedroom. Uh, Let's Joe, get him on here. Joe Russo's on there. Would you want um, that? Yeah, bloody right. If we could do it, Don't Who's you shout at me. Sorry, 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 absolutely. Let's be let's be appropriate. Uh, he's also on the red carpet there talking to um, uh, Brett, Brett, Brandon Gleeson. Who would you like to talk to? Look, that you feel it's it's possible, you know, that we could get. You know, Spielberg's obviously going to be here. But who who do you think who who would float your boat? Um. I'm trying to think that would realistically... I mean, Paul King, or is that unrealistic? The Paddington, he's British. Oh, uh, Joe Cornish, the Attack the Block director, someone in that vein, you know. I'm thinking someone in Britain. Alice Lowe, you know, uh, she she would be... Um, uh, so ben Wheatley, British director. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think. Who else is... Uh, of, thing is um, they, they can't come on and you call him Brendan Wheatley. This is true, absolutely. I would, I would look in the mirror, and I'd have post-it notes around that mirror, and I'd recite their name religiously until I got it right, until the muscle memory was like Arnold Schwarzenegger's biceps. I would not get their names wrong whatsoever. I'm trying to think realistically. Who is a realistic person? But what do you think? Looking for his YouTube page, it's incredible. I did have, yeah, it is. I and also, how. he I has a two-hour. Has he got a little link to the industry in some way? Well, I'm looking at his bedroom and it just seems to be just like some kid on Zoom. And he's just um, attracted this enormous amount of talent. I mean, um, let's have a look who else is there. It's Chris Chris um, Macquarie. It is, uh, who else is on there? And also he's invited to the red carpets, which is absolutely incredible. You know, going on the red carpets, um, Jim Sheridan, uh, he's had an interview with, did all the Daniel Day-Lewis films, Alfonso uh, Gomez, um, yeah, it's incredible, oh, yeah, okay, here's some big ones, Paul Feig, the guy who directed um, the female Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids, uh, Mark Miller, absolutely, Neil Blomkamp, that's massive, Damon Lindelof, the creator of Lost, um, Mark Miller, uh, big uh, comic book writer. Are we writer. just going to list all the I know, sorry, yeah, yeah, absolutely, you're completely right. I've just seen he's got one with Andrew Kevin Walker, the guy who wrote Seven. Uh, yeah, I'm just listing people's names, but it's worth checking out. It's a very unique style, Duncan on. Jones. Do you, to, do you want to have a little, let's have a little listen to him. Okay, so he's with Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp the director I, I, of District 9. Go, do you know what? I would go with the Chris McQuarrie one because well, the thing is well, I've just got it I've just got it here I've just oh, got okay, it here go, go for it just, go for it no worries it's my absolute pleasure I mean I just listed off your accolades down just like my first question is how do you find the time to sleep do you sleep are you nocturnal well I mean from the audience's point of view I haven't actually done a feature film I mean you can count demonic I guess but demonic is very unusual it's a very unusual uh set of ingredients that led to that so it, effectively i haven't done a film since chappie which i shot in 2013 and came out in 2015 so i don't know if the audience would agree that i work around the clock i mean i've basically been gone from hollywood for like you know six years um but i am about to start working again so that's cool and i'm sure you know there's other stuff like having a family but you directors you're not allowed to do you're not allowed to have love how can you be that confident at that age 
Well, that's the thing I was going to say. I was watching the Chris McQuarrie one, and um, I wanted to get into it. But you know when someone is a bit too cheeky and they interrupt a bit too much, at times it was like, oh, this could get a bit uncomfortable. I don't think it does because they talk for two hours, so it's fine. But he's so confident and he's so young. There's times where it just it might potentially grate a bit, but I'm probably wrong because people are coming back to interview him. He's got some bloody interesting people on there as well. I, I just saw Andrew Kevin Walker on One there. of my favourite filmmakers, one of my directing heroes, the amazing Chris McQuarrie. If you're watching this, you're thinking, how did that little Irish bollocks pull this off? And the answer to that is that I'm just so elusive. But no, Chris, I cannot thank you enough. For anyone who doesn't know, I mean, where do I begin? He's the Oscar winning, the amazing. Uh, he's the director behind, you know, I'm sure this little known action franchise called Mission Impossible. I'm sure you might have heard of it. Uh, he's directed two installments of that, the most recent ones with Rogue Nation and Fallout. He's directing the next ones, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Dead Reckoning Part 2. Besides MI, he is the director behind Jack Reacher and The Way of the Gun. And he has screenwriting credits on films such as The Usual Suspects, Top Gun Maverick, and much, much more. I got just about caught my breath there. But Chris, thank you so much for coming on, sir. How are you doing today? My pleasure. Uh, I, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I just committed that introduction to memory. I didn't use a page or anything. These things just come off the top of my head. I don't really know how I do it. I think I'm, I'm an actor that way. I can just memorize these monologues. I don't need to sh- Wow. The kid's got a future. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a present as well. Absolutely. And he's quite right. He's got a present. Well said, sir. Don't worry about your future. Focus on the present. Be in the moment. Eckhart Tolle style. Power of now. David, thank you so much for this week's movie tips absolutely don't be jealous of a 14 year old pat him on the head and <laughs> moving exactly, the that is exactly what's motivating that are you jealous of him um just say yeah there you go bits of bits of him yes three stars for Oppenheimer and uh, Oppenheimer get it right and uh, and yes I'm jealous of a 14 year old simple as that 45 14 there you go simple as <laughs> and it's impressive well done you managed to do in 14 years, which I'm still finding hard to do now. Careful, because he might listen to this. Now, then where does that leave us? Absolutely. I think I'll be burning media bridges. Simple as trying to get on with a 14-year-old, trying to have some TikTok chat with an Irish chap. Thank you so much, David, for this week's movie tips. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Okay, so it's this week's Random Movie Generator. It's my favourite part episode this is why we're here this is why we're here you've been so close in recent weeks to to getting films that tickle your nads i know i know i know i know yeah uh you've been very unlucky let's hope we can get you fingers and everything else crossed yeah fingers and everything else crossed um let's get you a film where it's a one sitting and um yeah here we go let's pick maddie's there you're right maddie She's nodding. Let's pick you. Let's pick the genre of the first movie, David. So please take your time. No rush. 
stop. Fantasy. Wonderful. And now let's pick the decade of this movie. Stop. 2020s. Oh, okay, okay. Mandy, please, could you generate four fantastical movies from the 2020s? Mandy's generated four movies, fantasy movies from the 2020s. She's spinning them around in her belly. Now it's time for you to tell her when to stop. Stop. Spell. Is that an animated film? Don't think so. 2020 thriller horror fantasy spell. God, that's new to me. What S-P-L-L. And what S P E L L, huh? What were the other three? The other Noel. Right. Matilda. Okay. And Mortal. Yeah, they're not a good batch. Okay, this is spell. Okay, spell. Okay, now let's pick the genre of the second movie. Really feel it. If you want a good movie, you've got to feel it. Stop. Drama. Okay, can't go wrong with drama. Now let's pick the genre. Sorry, the uh, decade. Stop. 2020s. Again, that's crazy. Mandy, please generate four dramatic movies from the 2020s. She has done. Now it's over to you to tell her when to stop spinning those movies. Stop. Extraction. God, I, you know, I want to watch that. I mean, you know, it's a bit of action fluff, but Extraction 2's come out, and I'd like to definitely check that out. Okay. I'd like to watch that. So you feeling good so far? Well, yeah, if I get it. It's yeah. nothing worse when it's just like, there's your Jaffa cake, but it's on a piece of string, and it's been, you know, t- yanked away from you. If that makes okay. sense, that's a bizarre image. <laughs> Jaffa cakes and Chris Hemsworth, I didn't know they, they came together, but there you go. Now let's pick the genre of the third movie. Take your time. Stop. Crime. Ooh. Ooh. Not sure we've ever had a crime, David. I don't think I have, actually. Let's pick the decade. Stop. 1960s. Ooh. Could be good. I'm thinking Michael Caine. Oh, let's generate four crime movies from the 1960s. Mandy has generated four of them. Now it's down to you to tell her when to stop spinning them. Stop. Phantomas versus Scotland Yard. What is that? Phantomas versus Scotland Yard. Dear God. What? It might be good. You never know, you never know. I need to keep my pecker up. We're talking about being uh, optimistic at the beginning of this pod. Yeah. Life is about an optimistic mountain that we must climb. So, the films you've got 
are spell. I've never heard of that one. Spell. Extraction. I know where I am with that. I know the marketing. I know the leading man. Very comfortable. <laughs> and Phantomus versus Scotland Yard. That that just sounds. If someone came into a studio meeting and they pitched that to me, I'd be, what? Where are we going with this? Okay. Right. I've given each movie an A, a B, and a C, and I've jumbled them up, or have I? And it's now down to you to tell me which movie you would like to review next week. Is it going to be A, B, or C? Extraction. Oh, oh good. there we go. There we go. I'm sure I'm in good, capable Netflix Saturday He's afternoon. He's got it. There he's we go. Got you feeling? After Zombies 2, uh, a big, 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 big relief. This should be my target audience. Biceps, guns, explosions, and Hemsworth one-liners. You know, oh. this should be, you know, lots of lots of military explosions. Uh, be very much sat in my uh, cinematic comfort zone. Are you happy? Absolutely. And it's an extraction too, for crying out loud. So if I like this, do you know what I mean? More, oh, this, uh, more bang for my buck. This is going to be a piece of piss for you, isn't it? Fingers what, crossed. What are, That's what, what are you going to eat when you watch it? Come on, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy myself those cookies that I didn't bloody have yeah. in the cinema. So I'm going to... Yes! I'm going to get myself some big old-fashioned, large, gooey, you know, basically those cookies that are the size of a toddler's face. Do you know what I mean? Literally. Yeah. Just like yeah. big old round ones that they're amazing. They fit in your stomach and they cost a quid, cheap as you like, because they're just filled with like dangerous chemicals. And I'm going to be sliding them through that large hole in my head called a mouth. Listen, you watched Oppenheimer last night. You enjoyed it, but there were moments where you felt, and you were frustrated, you didn't get the food you wanted, you didn't get the sausage you wanted. Go out today, get the food you want, and watch Extraction. Absolutely, Captain. That is what will be happening. It goes David, without saying. Thank you so much for today's uh, random movie generator. Absolutely loved it, as per... 100% thank you for your time and I'll be checking out that film also this weekend that uh, Chris mentioned deep, yeah I might watch it tonight Deep actually. Breath Deepest Breath yeah Deepest Breath actually before we go let's do a random review readout oh wonderful 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 okay the, the comments on iTunes oh let's go for it I love this well unless they're bad ones okay we'll do two let's have good and bad you know if they're yeah, bad we've got to take them on the chin yeah Oh, God. No, don't put bad ones. Okay. David, tell me when to stop, please. Stop. Five stars from Katie Mary. Oh, wonderful. You know know David L? Now get to know David Edwards and the inimitable Mandy. An absolute power couple. Oh, a power couple. What more do you want? Sort of Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck vibe kind of energy. Isn't that lovely? Absolutely. I'm going to be chucking a um, a, a, a dark gun kiss your way. Here we go. Whoopah. Whoopah. 
There you go. That's for Katie. Have that on the on both cheeks and centre of your head. <laughs> okay, and again, just tell us what to stop. Stop. Random movie Marvel from Kirsten Piggy. Five stars. Love it. Smiley face. Oh. Five chalk ices for David and David and Mandy. Pod perfection. Pod perfection. That's what you want. That just really puts it in a nutshell. Of that's why we get up every morning and that's what we're striving towards. Yeah. Pod perfection. Um, what I'll do is I'll do a flame throw kiss. Ooh, ooh, they don't really work, do they? They're quite demented, no, these. And they're absolutely fine. Maybe if I was listening to that in my... I'd go, oh, that's nice. He's, he's blown me a kiss. Sort of a flamethrower kiss, so it's hot and sexy. But no, that's too much. I don't want to get myself cancelled. Do you know what I mean? It's just um, just a sort of Vietnam flamethrower with a kiss at the end. <laughs> sort of a mixture of uh, violence and erotica. No, don't make it like that. It's just no, a, no, no, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's a grateful yeah. kiss. It's a grateful, absolutely. There's not. Let's get Vietnam tour of duty GI out of the picture. No, it's, it's the erotica just a, thing. Yeah, erotica. Let's get rid of that. Let's delete that. And um, it's just, yeah. Thanks for your time. Well, thanks for your kind delete words. It, I'll keep it no, no, in, no but... absolutely delete it. Maybe just delete it from um, <laughs> people's memories, type of thing. Okay, well, thank you so much, uh, everybody, for uh, listening to the podcast. Please uh, um, tell your friends, uh, your family, and butcher the baker, the candlestick maker, and we'll be back next week. But until then, oh, let's, oh, we've got to answer some Patreon questions. Oh, absolutely, Captain. Let's do that now. Thank you uh, for listening, though. Bye bye. Thank you for your time, people. Take care. Bye. Thank you.